the IC Robots Trying to Get Vaccinated show. Hey kids, it is me, your dude, IC Robots. Welcome to the very first episode of the IC Robots Trying to Get Vaccinated show. That's the one where, like, we're no longer really staying in the house. We're not stuck in there so much anymore, but we're not entirely safe yet. So we're trying to get, like... This little pinprick in the shoulder with some serum that will go inside your body and make you almost immune to the bug that's out there. That's where we're at now. That's the world we live in, and it's me, Icy Robots, back on the attack. We're gonna we're gonna do what we can do to get that shot, but we're gonna take our rightful place in line, dude. We're not gonna do any kind of sneaky stuff to jump ahead when it is our time. We will do it. We'll take the risk. We'll move forward in life. I hope that you guys are doing great. I myself, man, I'm hanging and banging. I'm doing what I can do to get through. It is what it is. Everything's going great. But I I don't know if you know this. Well, actually, I know for a fact that you do not know this. But this is the second time that I've gone through this. The first time I did this whole thing. I did this whole unboxing, this whole opening and move forward with my life, but it turned out that the mic was not plugged in. Orange Boy the Cat, my beloved cat. I love this guy. He's great. But sometimes he sleeps behind my computer at night. He slips in there. I don't really even know how. The opening that he gets through under the monitor, there's not a lot of space. I don't know how he does it, but he does. He gets in there. He undid the microphone. I didn't even notice that the light wasn't on. I was recording. I'm stupid. I've since plugged it back in. So here we go. The sad thing is I've already opened up what I opened on the show. So I'll just like... I'll just tell you the story of it all over again. We went to the Walmart the other day, the one over in Windsor. We were looking for some uh, curtain pulls. We got curtains. We wanted some fancier pulls to go along, make the whole thing look nice. So we went over to the Walmart. We're looking around. I walked to the toy department as I always do. And right there before my eyes was the second, third? I think it's the third series of the new He-Man Motu re-releases. They were all there. There was Trapjaw. There was Orko. There was Manny Faces. And there was the piece they resist on. The one that I wanted more than any other since they've launched the entire series. Scareglow. The evil skeleton ghost of Skeletor. It was great. I got him and I also got Trapjaw. And just a few minutes ago, I opened the Trapjaw. We're going to save the Scareglow to a future date because it's just, it's so dynamite. He is such a great action figure and I love him from the bottom of my heart. I can't, I can't bear to open him yet. I am going to open him. I am, but it's just nice to see him in there for a little while and savor the win. I, I do a lot of toy hunting, but not as much as some people. So I don't like I don't hit these licks like some dudes do, like some guys go down there and they find the whole thing because they go a few times a week and I get it. They deserve to win. They're putting in more time, but I I was happy to be there at the right moment that these were all put out and I got them. It was so great. I left the Orko and I left the Manny Faces for somebody else who might want those. I'm trying to only really to get the retro Motus for the dudes that I don't already have. And Manny Faces, nope. Trap Jaw, rather, is one of these dudes that I don't have. I did have him as a kid. As a kid, he was one of my favorites. Trap Jaw's the guy with, like, he has, like, a purple head and, like, a metal jaw and an arm, like a robotic arm, like a cybernetic arm that you can attach various weapons to. He comes with three additional hand pieces. He has a hook, he has a claw, and he has a laser. This is a really nice figure. It's very close to the original mold, the original design, but it's, like... It's slightly off, slightly more, like, modern, while also keeping, like, the retro vibe. It has a lot of joints. I think it said there's 20 points of articulation, which is, like, that's a ton, dude. The old Motus are just, like, 
head, arm, leg, and they can rotate at the waist. They're really great, but they weren't like super articulated like nowadays. He can turn at the ankle, the elbow, just everywhere. He is so dynamite. I had him. I know that I did, and I liked him a lot. I, I've wanted to buy him a few times, but he's one that really goes for a premium if you want him complete because he has three little weapons, and the weapons get lost. I know that I... I think that I ended up losing all of them. He also, the original figure came with like a glow-in-the-dark ring, like a ring you put on, on your finger that I, I had and I wore for many years. That's something I want, but that's that's another like semi-pricey little Motu accessory. Not like super-duper pricey, but more than I want to pay for something like that because I do imagine in some regards that they're a bit common because Trapjaw was like, he was like a popular dude. I knew other Dizu had him, and I know that there's probably like a lot of these rings floating around at the bottom of people's, like, junk drawers, at the bottom of people's old boxes, toy boxes or whatever. And someday, I'll just be, like, digging through some random stuff at the flea market and I'll find it and I'll get it for a quarter. I know that day will happen. I, I, I don't buy a lot of things. For, like, that very reason, I know that someday in the future I'll be digging around the flea market and I will find them in there and I'll be very happy when I do and I get it for a low price. I do, uh, I do keep thinking about that ring, though. It was, like, this glow-in-the-dark thing and it had, like, a little skull on it and it opened up. It had a, a compartment inside. It was very small. I remember thinking that, like, I couldn't find anything that I had that would fit inside there. It was very... Very much like pill size, I would think. Like if you took like a like an allergy pill, and you had to like dose up later in the day, this might be a good a good way to carry it if you were a kid. I I can't even imagine what you were supposed to put inside there. The only thing I could think would be like like a cyanide pill, just in case like these bullies finally get you. They finally get you cornered. You can take the pill and get the the ultimate escape, have the the ultimate victory. In a lot of ways, that's like. That's like the ultimate victory, like you're a bad guy or whatever, like you're a spy or whatever, and then like they finally get a hold of you, and the moment that they get a hold of you, you pop this pill and you croak. Just like completely denying them any satisfaction in their capture, in your eventual torture, but you're also dead, so there, there, there is that. I'm trying to think if there's, there's anything else going on. Not like a super lot. We had some electrical issues last week that was whack. We, um, blew a breaker. And it ended up, like, blowing out an outlet, and we lost power to the back of the house. And, like, the first guy that came over quoted us, like, some insane price to, like, switch out this outlet. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, an insane price. He was saying it was going to be, like, millions, dude. Like, we would have been bankrupt. We would have been destroyed. So we, we did some of the work ourselves. We diagnosed it ourselves. The wife had some experience with doing, like, uh, replacing electrical outlets. She did, like, some Habitat for Humanity type stuff, like, way back in the day, and one of the things she was trained on was, like, doing this for people's houses. So she felt comfortable, like, testing them out and finding out which was the one that was broken. So when we could, like, call in a dude, he could just, like, go right to that one instead of, like, diagnosing them and spending time doing that. So we found the guy, we, uh... Got a much better price. Everything turned out great. It's good, you know, to be able to, like, do some of these things yourself. It's very, very satisfying. Very satisfying to, like, save yourself some money with your wits. You know what I'm saying? It's really, really a good one. Anything outside of that? Nah, man. Just kind of hanging around the base, getting ready to move out into the world. I'm actually, like, I'm out in the world quite a bit. Not as much as it used to be back in the old days. The movie theaters aren't, like all the way open yet, but I haven't gone to the thrift stores, went to the Goodwill, got a cool book about baseball the other day, been doing that kind of stuff, been going to both flea markets, which is, which is nice, the big one in Santa Rosa is not like the big one yet, it's a smaller one, but I've been doing that, going to Sebastopol, just living life, man, really, really starting to get ready to enjoy life in all of the uh, ways that we have previously, let's, 
Let's see. I think we're just gonna we're just gonna move forward into the next segment. It's uh, one of our favorites, one of the classics from back in the day. It's known as "What Did Ginnivig Have for Lunch Yesterday?" But uh, but first, this I forgot. Apologies. Halt or face the evil hook of Trap Jaw. Trap Jaw, Battle Cat, and He Man each sold separately. String not included. That hook won't stop He Man. Still no contest. And Trap Jaw will use his wicked laser. You win this time, He Man. Trapjaw figure from the Masters of the Universe collection. He-Man and Battle Cat figures each sold separately from Mattel. What did Gino Big have for lunch? Yesterday, ISR in an MSGV. Mr. Sensational Gino Vega calling to inform you what I had for lunch yesterday. Now check it out. Yesterday, Ms. S, my wife, had reason to go to the Santa Rosa area, and she stopped and picked up food from a Filipino restaurant there. I'm not sure of the name. It's out, I think, in the Larkfield area of Santa Rosa. So Filipino food is like my uh, weak spot in the pantheon of Asian food. I'm not particularly familiar with it, uh, even though my Asian side of the family is often mistaken for being Filipino. I don't really know a lot about the food. I do know I like the food. I just don't have it that frequently. And the other thing is, anytime I have it, it seems like it's because Ms. S stopped somewhere to pick it up. So I don't know what any of the stuff is called. I just know it's good. I had the lumpia. They're kind of like egg rolls. And then I had some kind of marinated beef thing. Great stuff. Hopefully more Filipino food in the future as we return to some semblance of normalcy. Talk to you soon. Big shout out to my guy Gino Vega. You can find him every Wednesday right here on the Zero Butts Radio Network at the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast. I myself, I I do have some experience with the the lumpia, which is which is weird because it didn't come up to like this this past week. So it's possible that me and your guy Gino were eating lumpias on the very same day. It's possible that that happened. What a what a weird twist of the multiverse. But anyhow, the wife was telling me that she was going to make some egg rolls to go along with dinner. I don't remember what we were having, but she was like. I got these egg roll wrappers. I'm going to make some egg rolls or whatever. So she she started doing that. Then like a, a little bit later, she she brought them out to the table and I bit into one. And the thing was like, it was all like ground meat on the inside. It was like a, the size of a cigar, like a meat cigar. And I bit into it and I was like, what kind of weird egg roll is this? And she goes, oh no, it's not an egg roll. It's a lumpia. This, uh, this gal that I work with taught me how to make them. So I decided that I would uh, whip some up for us. So I'm like, that's weird, man. I was expecting to like bite into like this larger thing with like vegetables in it, like bean sprouts and all kinds of stuff. And instead, it's all just like uh, meat. But it was cool, man. I ate it. It was good. I enjoyed it. Weird. Weird coincidence, though, that uh, both he and I were on the same food tip at the same time. I guess there's, like, there's only, like, so many foods in the world that people actually make. So the odds are that at some point you're going to have a food crossover. And that time, that time was today. Big shout out to him, though. He's been doing some really great stuff over the show every every Wednesday. I, I listen to that every Wednesday morning when I get up. It's, like, the first of the uh, Wednesday pods for me. I don't know. I don't know what else is on the Wednesday schedule now that I'm, like, thinking about it in my head. But the, uh... The first one we get to is that. Let's move forward into, uh, this is weird, man. I did something the other day that I have not done in over a year. And that thing was, I went to the movies. I went to an actual, factual movie theater movie. And I'm going to talk about it in a sec. We're going to, we're going to hear a sound we have not heard in a while up next at the movies. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. 
but you got icy robots, so that's something, right? I have to do a report on a veteran. I think I could just interview you. I never saw any real action, so it makes for a pretty dry story. What are you still doing here, old man? I'm gonna mess you up. You can see that. If you come after my family, I will end this. Who are you? I'm nobody. Nobody. We went to see Nobody on a Friday morning at like 10.30. We were the only people in the theater. It was a fantastic. The movie, it stars the always awesome Bob Odenkirk, Christopher Lloyd, and the RZA. The movie was directed by, let me look at this. I got to make sure I get this correct. Ilya Nashauler, who you might know from the movie Hardcore Henry. I think that's the one that was like, it was like an action movie shot from this like POV perspective if i if i'm thinking correctly like you're looking down the barrel of the gun i i didn't see the movie but i did see the commercials the movie that we saw today nobody could best be described as like the sort of movie that you would rent at the video store based on the cover if that makes sense like you'd be walking by and you see a video and it has bob odenkirk and it has christopher lloyd and it has the rizza and it appears to be like an action movie, so you decide, I'll take a shot on it, then you get it home, and it's pretty good, and you liked it. But in the day of everything being weird like it is, this is the sort of movie that opens up at number one on a Friday. So, it is what it is, dude. I thought this movie was a lot of fun, though. I thought it was great. The The basic premise is of this. I, I am so out of practice at doing this at the movies. I'm not even kidding. I have not been to a movie theater in a year. The wife and I were sitting here and we're like, we're like, what do we do today? She had some time off from work. We finished the, um, the garden project. And she's like, what do you want to do? And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the paper and there was like an actual factual movie review for this movie by Bob Odenkirk because the movie theaters are now open. And I said, hey, do you want to go see a movie? Do you want to go check it out? We can go see if there's a lot of people there or what, and we can decide when, we, uh, when we're on route if it, if, if, if it seems safe. So we went down there, and there was, like, nobody. The parking lot was empty. There was, like, not a soul. So we decided, let's give it a shot. So we bought tickets, we went in, and it was just so weird. It was so weird being inside of an actual, factual movie theater. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was just, it was just wacky, man. Just, like, the wackiest feeling. And then we're, like, we're sitting there, and the movie starts, and it's just, like, I can't believe that, like, after all this time, this is the most normal thing I've done in a year. I'm seeing a mediocre movie on a weekday afternoon with my wife. This is the most normal thing I have done in over a year. The movie itself, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, a lot more shooty-shooty than I would have liked. I like, like, punch-kick, punch-kick, rather than, like, blap, 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 but that's, that's all fine. Everybody has their own preference for, for action films. I prefer to see, like, Broken Bones rather than people getting blapped in the stomach, but whatever, dude. Whatever, whatever floats your boat as far as action. It's, it's the first time they've ever made a movie like this with Bob Odenkirk. And I got to say, Bob Odenkirk came through this pretty good, dude. This was an overall enjoyable pulp-like style action film. If you if you go for these kind of pulpy things, these things that feel like they should be straight to video, this is definitely up your alley. If you're a Bob Odenkirk fan, then hey, this is definitely up your alley. You know, if somebody told me, if they said, I think Bob Odenkirk is the best actor in the world. You might know him from Better Call Saul. You might know him from Mr. Show. I'm a fan from way long back. I love the guy. But if somebody said to me, he's the best actor in the world, I would say, you know, maybe. I can't say for sure, but I, I can't really, like, disagree with you that bad because he's awesome in every single thing that he does. Every single thing he does, he really, like, he elevates it. He makes it better. And this is, this is something he succeeds in this movie here. The, 
The basic idea is this. He appears to be like a normal day-to-day guy. He runs into some problems with some robbers. His courage gets tested. He doesn't come through. People sort of tease him, poke fun at him, but things may not be as they seem. I'm not giving away any spoilers. This is all in the trailers. It's it's fun, though. A lot of good action scenes. It's always great to see Christopher Lloyd. The is always fun in a movie. He's, he's the RZA. He is what he is. He's awesome. He's great. All-time legend in anything that he touches. I... Enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. It's the kind of movie you see on an afternoon and you have a you have a nice time because it's better than you think. I felt the same way when I saw like Den of Thieves. I felt the same way when I saw like what's that movie? 999, that police movie with like Casey Affleck. I thought that movie overperformed. And this one's very similar. It's just very similar. I'm so out of practice with doing these movie reviews. So I apologize that this is all over the place. I really do. I I'm gonna get up out of here. So I'm the good old-fashioned source magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all time classic. I'm going to go ahead and give nobody with Bob Odenkirk a solid three three mics. Three mics. Let's get to that shot. This is the trying to get vaccinated show flashing in the flashiest fashions that the masters bypasses by passing me asking me if they can match this fly, maybe with a MasterCard. Ask this guy. You know that? Of each card are full color pictures. You know that? Special symbols tell you at a glance the contents of all the cards and let you file them as you wish. On the back, dozens of fascinating facts. The record, who broke them and when. You know that? Plus the athlete story, his achievements and setbacks. That next, a trip into the world of sports trading cards with the rated bookie Bruno. I see a robot. Hey kids, it is me, Icy Robots, the Rated Rookie Ruler, and I am back with another installment of Baseball Card Jones. That's the part of the show where I talk about some baseball cards I bought. I've been known to go onto the online uh, marketplace known as eBay and do some searching, man, do some searching for some cards. I may have wanted back when I was younger, or maybe even wanted now. These mostly, these mostly lean toward, like, older cards, like 80s cards, things that are, like, things that are more on the worthless tip rather than the worthwhile tip, but the things that have a lot of emotional weight for me, you're dude. I'm a big baseball fan. I love retro baseball, but I, I'm actually going to start off this week with a uh, basketball card purchase. I picked up a 2001 Topps 185 Yao Ming rookie. You may ask why I got this. The the fact is there's like a small, not even that great, but a small interesting personal story behind this. One, one weekend, the wife and the kid, this is back when the kid was like a baby. Like a little baby, like a toddler toddling around. Like she could walk, but not yet like fully 100%. And they went to uh, LA to visit a friend. And while on the trip down there, they decided to hit up Venice Beach. Do some hanging and banging with Hulk Hogan. And then walk around the boardwalk and see what they could see. And while they were out there seeing whatever it was that was out there to be able to be seen. They they bumped into like the real actual factual Yao Ming. They were doing like a NBA documentary on Yao before he uh, fully flipped into the... Uh, NBA tip, and they just happened to, like, walk onto the, uh, onto the shooting set. It wasn't like they had, like, a close set or anything. They were shooting, they were shooting, like, Yao walking around the boardwalk, looking at stuff, and people's reactions to seeing this massive guy, and she, like, immediately called me, and she's like, oh my gosh, I have seen the biggest human being I have ever seen in my life. She described it like seeing a giraffe walking around in public. She said it was 
it was insane. Then I started thinking, like, who is this guy? And then I'm like, could it actually be the famous Yao Ming who I've been hearing years about? Because we've been hearing about this dude in basketball for a long time, how he'd been uh, dominating on the uh, Chinese amateur tip and how he may someday come to the U.S. And then he did come and it was cool. And I, I decided this might be a cool card. And I was just like, I was just like poking around rookie cards. Sometimes it's like I don't really have like an idea of like exactly what I'm what I'm looking for. So I... I kind of poke about, and this was something I saw. I ended up getting this one for $4. Then it was so cheap. I'm like, this feels like an undervalued card. Because everybody knows who Yao Ming is, dude. He's like, he's Yao Ming, for uh, for crimity's sake. So I decided to pick up another one. So I actually have two of these, just in case. It feels like, I don't know, that feels like really undervalued to me, I guess. I don't know a lot about, like, card values. I'm not Mr. Like, I'm not Mr. Like, flip a card. But I, I felt like a Yao Ming rookie is like a cool thing. He's a Hall of Fame player. He's great. And the second card I got here is still in the envelope. And we're going to open this up and we're going to take a look and we're going to see what's inside. This is one, if it is what I think it is, this is one I've wanted for a while. Let's see. The first thing is the business card for the people I bought it from. It says uh, facebook.com backslash my sports cards, I think. I don't know. Let's let's see. Oh, they they put it into a little packet. I do kind of like this. Sometimes people do this. When you buy a card from them, they they put them in the thing and they throw in like, like a couple additional junky cards for you to take a look at. This has, when I said junky cards, in my head I imagine like cards with like drug junkies on them. This isn't this isn't like any uh anything like that. These are just like rando baseball cards. Let's see, Andrew Sopko. These are all rookies. That's cool, man. I don't know if any of these guys will ever pan out. Let's see, Dylan Carlson, Josh Morgan, Franklin Barreto, another Dylan Carson, uh, Justin Mayhe, Sandy Alcantara. I think I have another card of this guy. He's very tall and he's very thin. He has a very distinct look. He's like 6'4", 120. Very distinct guy. I think I picked up another card in a pack. I recently picked up a pack of cards when I was over at the Walgreens. I was looking at Mini Mates and they had some cards in stock, so I took a shot. I brought some home. I didn't really get anything that was that interesting. But it was fun to uh, fun to open them. But the card that I wanted, tops 1983, number 8. The rookie card of Don Mattingly, a.k.a. Donnie Baseball. Donnie Baseball. Here it is nothing-nothing with the Yankees and a bases-loaded threat. It Donnie Baseball. This Donnie Baseball rookie card is a card I have wanted for so long. When I first started collecting cards like many, many, many moons ago with my father and my brother, this was the, like the number one card on the market. This was like before the famed King Griffey Jr. upper deck card. This was like the one everybody wanted. Donnie Baseball was like the biggest star in baseball. Dude was like the first baseman for the New York Yankees. He was hitting 300. He had long hair in a mullet. That incident on The Simpsons where Mr. Burns puts together a softball team and he picks Donnie Baseball, but he makes him shave his shave his sideburns because they're too long for the footy-duddy Mr. Burns style. This was based on a real incident. At the time, the Yankees had like a really strict, they may still have it to this day, a really strict grooming code. And Donnie Baseball, he had a mullet. He had a big mullet down the back and they wanted him to trim the mullet. And he's like, I won't do it, bro. I won't do it, Steinbrenner. It got to the point where Donnie Baseball missed a few games. They put him on, like, a in-school suspension, and he had to ride the pine for two or three games before eventually relenting and coming to a compromise where he would get, like, he would get, like, a trim. Not, like, a full-on cut, but a trim. He would get his mullet straightened, made nice and everything. So 
I'm happy to have this card. I'm happy to be part of Donnie Baseball's history. I'm happy to have him and Steve Balboni out there in the woods looking for Bigfoot and feeling like I'm the guy they want to reach out to and talk with uh, about that with. It's great. I'm happy. I'm happy. I feel like Donnie Baseball's in my life. I, I like this card. It's in pretty good shape. Let's bring it out of the... Uh, the way they pack these when you buy a card on the online a lot of times is they'll put them in like a harder plastic sleeve and then they put it inside of another sleeve and then inside... Then they combine the two together and they put like a piece of painter's tape. That blue painter's tape across the top because for whatever reason it doesn't doesn't stick to the card. This is a pretty good card. The edges the edges are pretty sharp. I got this very inexpensively. I was I was watching an auction that I noticed was gonna be ending on a Friday morning. I I thought, you know, everyone's gonna be at work. Everyone's gonna be at work, everyone's gonna be doing whatever they're gonna do. There's a good chance I can jump in here and snipe this. I don't use any kind of sniping software. I do my I do my sniping by myself. So I waited, and then when it kind of came up, I hit it up, and I placed a bid, and I was the only guy who bid. I got it for like $6. $6.59, $6.49, something like that. Far, far less than I ever expected to pay, because this card still has a little bit of gravitas in the card game. It is one that people want. Donnie Baseball is like a an all-time legendary star of the 80s. Homeboy is not, in fact, in the Hall of Fame, which I find, which I find to be wild. Let's get the book. The greatest thousand players of all the times in space. And we're going to look up and see where Donnie Baseball falls on the list. I should have had this ready, and I apologize for not. You can you can blame that on me. Let's see. Let's skip ahead. What page is he on? Let's see. 74. That's pretty early in the book, dude. You can get a tip that Donnie Baseball might be doing all right in this. Number 123, Donald Arthur Don. Donnie Baseball Mattingly, first baseman for the Yankees, 82 to 95. Says here he retired before his time. Felt like he couldn't live up to the standards of being Donnie Baseball, so he gave it up. He retired with a 307 average, 222 homers, 1,099 RBIs, and 2,100 hits. He's a nine-time Golden Glove winner. He was a six-time All-Star, a league MVP, and all kinds of other great stuff. Donnie Baseball is a legend. I guess, I guess homeboy just, you know... He felt like it's not as much fun to play baseball as it was when I was younger, dude. I'm going to decide to pack it in because I'm just not, I'm not producing the 320 average 35 home runs that you expect from a guy of my standard. Plus, I probably got a ton of money. I'm Donnie Baseball. What are you talking about? I'm rich. So he gave it up, went back to the farm, did whatever it is that uh, people like Donnie Baseball do. Good for him, man. Good for him for getting out while the getting was good. We never saw a bad game from Donnie Baseball because he was already on the ranch when those days would have come. Good for him. Good for us. Everything is great. Yeah, that's me. I am indeed IC Robots, and we are back for what's probably going to be the final segment of the show. Let me um, let me move my phone out of the way. It's in in my pocket right here. I I've just been hanging and banging around the house, dude. It's wild because I can see how things are getting toward the end, and there's just like, did you hear that? Ursa just left the room. She hates it when I do this. She'll like she'll sit on the couch in the office, and I know I've said this a thousand times. She'll sit on the couch in the office, but then the second I start doing this, she'll like she'll just like bounce out of here. She doesn't like the uh, the talking. I guess she's. She's more of a quiet type. But anyway, it's wild because things are things are starting to wind down in, in, in a serious way. I just saw that they're opening up uh, vaccinations completely to people in a bunch of states now. I've also gotten word that my brother 
has gotten it. So it's like everyone around me, the wife, the kid, the brother, the parents, everybody's got it. Except for your dude. And I also know that like a lot of you guys out there in other states, you guys got the got the shot where we're pushing everybody out there in and around us to get that shot. When the opportunity arises, dude, you don't want to be the fool who gets the bug in the winding days of the death of the bug. But let's see. What else is going around? I was, I was uh, walking around the uh, the middle school the other day, just like walking the dog over to the Pokestop. And as I was as I was getting ready to walk back, I saw that guy. I saw that guy who was a character in the early episode of the show, the, um, the German fella with the German Shepherd and the mesh tank top. I saw him. I saw him out in the distance. I haven't seen this jabroni in just like, I don't even know how long. I'm not even kidding. I haven't seen this fool. Like in forever, he was like in my life every single day. And then all of a sudden, he was gone. I thought he died. I thought he got the bug and died. But I'm glad to see that he didn't. But I saw a dude off in the distance. And he saw me looking at him. And I think that this is this is somewhat like a fitting end to this whole saga with this guy. I mean, this guy had a couple of run-ins. His dog's running around. He would park in the quad. I hope that you all remember from the early episodes. But we saw each other in the distance. And he raised his hand to wave to me. And I raised my hand to wave it back. I feel like it was just sort of, just sort of like a show of respect to old warriors who'd made it all the way through everything that's been going on for the past year. Man, what a wild year. This was like, this was like the wildest year in a long time. In at least like a couple years, which is, which is saying a lot. Because for your dude, the things have been pretty wacky in the past few, past few years, rather. Fires, all kinds of. All kinds of chaos, and this was just like the cherry on top of the Sunday. But you know what, dude? You make it through these things, and you come out a stronger, stronger person. I realize, I realize that's that's completely cliche, but it is what it is, dude. Sometimes these things become cliches because they are in fact true. But it's nice to be out, dude. That's like that's the most important thing out of anything. We went to a movie. We've been hitting up the thrift stores lately. I feel like. With the rise in vaccine around me, like, so many people in Sonoma County have already gotten it. I think we're up in, like, the 30, 35%, which is, that's a lot of people. So I feel, like, more secure being out and about. If I'm wearing a mask and I'm being safe and, like, one out of every three people around me has the vaccine, I should be, I should be good to go until I get mine if I don't put myself at too much of risk. I see... I see some dudes out there on the tweets. I see you guys out there without your masks. I see you doing crazy stuff. Please do not do crazy stuff yet. We are not at that point as of this moment. The the shot will soon be in all of us. And at that point, go nuts, dude. Once you once you wait that little period of time after which the shot takes effect, go nuts, dude. Have a great time. Enjoy your life. I want to get back to enjoying life like the rest of you, but I... I do sometimes wonder a little bit how hard it's going to be to get back to normal. I've grown accustomed to, like, wearing a mask in public. I kind of like the anonymity. I'm the kind of dude who's not really so much into, like, bumping into people and having chitty chats. I don't mind, but I, I do prefer to keep my anonymity as much as I as much as much I can in a public place. And, like, wearing a mask has become so, so second nature for me that's, like, it's going to be weird to go out there with, like, my teeth showing. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's been a long time since, like, a non-family member has seen my mouth has seen my beard, which is, which is a weird way to put it, but you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. It's going to be wild. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to let go of some of these things that I've gotten so accustomed to. Now, I don't lead the most, like, out there life. I'm not, like, out there, like, Saturday Night Fever doing disco dancing and all that kind of stuff, but I do, I do go to the movies a couple of week, I, a couple times a week. I go to the thrift stores, I go to the flea markets, so I do get out and about, and it's been, 
like a whole year without doing any of those things. And while I'm starting to like, I'm starting to like ease back into some of them. It's going to be a while, I think, before I feel just like cool going out and like actually sitting next to a person. Like I said, we went to the movies, but we were the only people there. It's going to be a long time before like, before I'm actually factually like sitting next to another human being and feeling comfortable. If I ever did in the first place, I'm not the most, I'm not the most wanting to sit next to other people kind of guy that's ever, ever been in existence. So it's still, it's still kind of wild to me. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to get off my chest before we move on. But I, I'm not sure that there is. It's all just been, been kind of good, kind of fun, kind of been enjoying things, doing that dirt project. We got the electrical stuff all worked out and that was great too. Oh, let me tell you guys this. This might be, the biggest cliffhanger in the history of the show that only a few people know about. Back in the days of the patron-only show, I do have a Patreon. You can find it at supportthereport.com, and I would love any and all support from everybody out there. It makes me feel really good to think you guys want to toss me a buck. It's cool. It just makes me feel good about myself. So if you want to do that, hop on over to the Patreon, supportthereport.com. But on um, an episode of the patron-only show... I talked about these travails I had with an electrical inspector from the city. We got our outside breaker box fixed. We hired like a pro to come in and do it. We needed a new one. He did it. It was great. All taken care of. But then like a couple weeks later, I found a notice on the side of my house that said there might be something amiss with my electrical box and like city inspectors need to come and look at it. And that they were going to be at my house at a certain time later in the week. So I, I waited and they came. But the whole thing was like really odd and really fishy to me. And it felt like they were hitting me up for money. Like on the spot. The dude was like threatening me with like, we're going to have to shut your whole house down, man. We're going to have to burn your house to the ground. Because it's so dangerous. He was hitting me up with some like pretty hardcore stuff. And I I have this way of like shutting people down when I don't really want to talk about something. And this was making me feel weird. It was making me feel uncomfortable. So I was kind of, I was kind of just like... Not really all that responsive to him, which I feel like he may have taken for me playing it tough because he never, not ever came back again, which got me thinking, how weird is this? I've thought about it every once in a while, like, like ever since then, like the city inspector said it's a danger, but then they don't ever come back to check on it again. I don't know. It was weird to me. But when the, you might not know this, but I'm actually recording this like later in the week after you've already had the real good electrician that we found come in and do, do the outlet that, that we needed getting done. But I, I was chitty chatting with him for a second and I mentioned like how this whole thing happened with the city inspector and the box. This was when he was over like checking out the box and he's like, oh, this is good work. Whoever did this, this is, this is solid stuff. Looks like it's holding together really well. And I told him about how, like, the Sydney Inspector Bro came. And he told me this is some kind of common scam. Like, people in, like, what would you call it? The departments of the city where, like, you, um, you know, you, you, you file your permits. Like, the permit department. They'll sometimes pass tips to people they know. And then these people will come and they'll hit you up and scam you for money. Can you believe it? I'm so livid right now. I am livid, but... That was like the biggest cliffhanger in the history of the patron-only show because I told this story. I was really worried about it when it happened, but then I never, never found anything out. Well, now we know something else. We found something out. So take that with you to your grave. Enjoy that. But uh, I really would like it if you guys would consider joining up on the Patreon and supportthereport.com. We got like a ton of other shows over there. I don't even like talk about it that much because I haven't updated it since the... Uh, since the pandemic started and I, I started doing like these two a week so I didn't really have time for the uh, POS, which is sad, but I apologize for that. But 
If you feel like I've been doing something good for your life and you love me a lot, consider hopping over there and joining at uh, supportthereport.com. You can get in for as little as a dollar. Until then, we are going to head for the hills. I will be back next week with some more fun stuff. Until we meet again, do the time. Do not let the time do you. E-L-E. That's right. E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. But you got to believe... Things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Everybody love everybody. Right there on the wall. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. Check, check, check. We built this city on check, 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 down.